till we couldn't shake no more. We got down on our knees when cancer knocked at our door. We got kicked in the ass. We gave lots of sass. Oh, when it rains, it falls into this half full glass. Oh, thanks, cancer. Thanks, cancer. Thanks, cancer. Victories in the dark. Hi, I'm Mimi Hall. And I'm Leanna House. And you're listening to Thanks Cancer. We are two cancer friends. And we're not doctors. We're not nurses. We're not shrinks. We're not psychics. We're not shamans. No, and cancer's pretty hard, too. I mean, cancer's a little hard. You might hear some swearing words in the episode. Ben, we hope you'll enjoy it. This is the podcast we wish that we had when we were going through our treatment. And we are live. Yeah, we're still alive, We are alive. We're such bad people. I've gotten messages about, like, are you still doing the podcast? I'm like, maybe. In my mind. I mean, we're not not doing the podcast. No, we, we've decided to declare we'll do six-month checkups or annual checkups, much like once you're a survivor, you get to that magical point where, like, you don't have to go in every month, every week. So this is, like, our medical survivorship carcinome appointment. It's our six-month checkup. I thanks love it. cancer. It's like check <laughs> it in. Cancer checkup. What are we grateful about for being cancer survivors now? <laughs> Where are you in the process? Right. So what have I missed in the past six months with you, Mimi? Past six months with me, I guess I guess, as evidenced by the fact that we have like like instituted the six month check in policy to a point I haven't been that interested in cancer, which is great, right? Yeah, like that's a good good sign of healing. It's good. I'm into like annual visits now because I'm about six years out from my diagnosis and my treatment and everything. So like, that's fantastic. Yeah. You know, yeah. That so it has cancer good. not be top of mind. Yeah, really. It's actually, no, it's like seven now from diagnosis. So that's like, Wild. I'm getting into six years since treatment. So uh. yeah, so I've started a new job at a place that I used to work with. So Ooh. yeah, that's been interesting and kept me busy. And then as you saw earlier, I'm taking lots of steps. I've been... <laughs> You know, I'm, I'm walking a lot because I'm walking, I can walk to work. And so, so it's nice. just, I've just been enjoying, I think as a lot of us have been that routine of just like, if you live in a city or a town or whatever, and you were cooped up during the pandemic, just enjoying the the need to get out whether you want to or not you know and and seeing some new faces seeing some new things there's I was I was just saying it's kind of a little bit of a freak show out there (laughs) it's it's August people had a rough time through the pandemic I think that a lot of people's crazies is coming out a lot of extremes so but but basically you know like enjoying it in in a way so yeah that's um that's what's new with me Love it. What about you? I got engaged. Woo, it can Woo. happen to you. Yeah, I guess I never thought I'd get married, but I'm gonna. And now so. I have to uh, get to, because like I would elope, you know I would elope. But wedding planning is like a whole new thing. <laughs> and you're just lucky to be able to do it. I know. <laughs> just be grateful you're alive. Anyway, it's just to plan a wedding. But, but at the outset, I know that it's not about me. Like, the wedding is not about the bride and groom. It's just not. The sooner you can accept that. Yeah, I think the easier it is. So uh, we'll see how that goes. And um, I have been more interested in cancer than you have. But I'm, like, more on social media. Um, although I find myself... Because for a while, cancer social media was, like, compulsive. And now cancer social media is, like, you know, 
I don't really need to like say anything. And that I think is a good place for me to be. Yeah. Better than, right, better than a recurrence that gets you very interested. Oh, my God. But, like, watching all of these people, obviously, for a lot of the cancers, it's, like, five-year recurrence rates is usually, like, the benchmark. Right. And so watching all of these people who I've been with on social media from the beginning of their journeys, seeing them recur. Anyway, it's just, Mm -hmm. it's just rough. Everything's rough uh, being a part of the cancer community because you have to like take that darkness with that light. So, yeah, it's really, it's really, I have to say, like, I go to the clinic once a month still for my vitamin B injections and I don't enjoy my time there. I don't. I, I mean, it's like. <laughs> I mean, it's not. It's not. It's not great. It's not great. I mean, I'm always grateful that I'm going in. Don't get me wrong. I'm very grateful I'm going in for vitamin B injection. But like, I just feel so bad for everyone there, and it's just not a neighborhood I want to dwell in. Well, and if you, know? you if you care about people at all, hanging out with cancer patients and survivors can be very. Uh, it can hurt your heart. It's got, it, you got to, and it's just, it's really. Unless yeah. you're a psychopath and then you don't have to give a shit about anyone. That's, um, <laughs> so I, maybe that could be. Yeah, and everyone needs to remember that psychopaths get cancer too. <laughs> and it's, psychopaths do get cancer Yeah, too. everyone gets cancer. So I guess we wanted to do a disclaimer about our content, a gross content alert. Okay, so we're talking about um, our topic for today is medically induced menopause and everything that goes along with that. So there's going to be like some grossness and some blood and some appropriate giggling about the whole thing. Right. Totally. And also we're going to be discussing like what happens when your period comes back too. I mean, which is really the gross part. Right. Right. Exactly. (laughs) So that's your disclaimer. So if that's something that like, if you're a dude and you just don't want to know, Great. <laughs> yeah, this is this is the end of the podcast this is for you. Something else, but uh, but for those of you who this is a pertinent topic, we want to guide you through this process. Exactly. So it's funny because I, I've had this thought for a while because I'm 51. So you know, I'm at the age where a lot of people are going through menopause. Right. You don't look a day over 46. Thank you. So I appreciate that, but I am truly 51, and so the algorithm knows, and yeah. so I get so much of my news feeds and so much of my social media about menopause, the medical syndrome that affects 50% of the population that no one is talking about. And I'm always looking at it. Sometimes I get so bombarded by it. I've actually tried to tweak my algorithms a different way to like not see these things anymore. But I get so bombarded with them. I'm always like, no, no, no. Actually, everyone, like everyone (laughs) and their mother and their grandmother, everyone who's gone through there, everyone's talking about it. Like all of my friends talk about it when we get together. I've seen a menopause doctor. So I truly believe that like menopause is covered, but what is not covered, what is not covered is medically induced menopause. That because is, it's a different beast. It's a different beast. And it's only for a privileged few <laughs> who get cancer, who are females when they are still menstruating. And then there's the next thing that follows, which I had warned you about. I did not expect. 
respect it quite in Right, that but way. let's tell them what it is. So okay. the thing that I had warned Leanna about is I got my period back, which considering my age, like when a lot of people get medically induced menopause, you just continue into regular menopause afterwards. Yeah. Right. It doesn't it doesn't your period doesn't come back. Exactly. If you're in your like mid forties, they basically brace you. Like you're probably not gonna get your period again. It may be gone or it may come back. But you know, just like they kind of brace you for it and you do some research and you're like, okay, I may not get my period back. Fine. That's how I felt about it at my age. You know, when I was like, what, 45 or 46 when I got diagnosed. So I got my period back and I was like, holy God, this is like the mother (laughs) of all periods. And I'd warn Leanna, like, because it was very traumatic for me. And I warned Leanna, like years ago, I was like, you know, if you get your period back, (laughs) have some pads. And, uh, and I will say that all of my tampons have gone to you, so I right, didn't have my any period, tampons. It's true, because my periods are so bad since oh medically God. induced menopause. So, okay, so medically induced menopause, just to sort of explain it to people, because I don't even know... I think I found this out through my own research, like what it yeah. was called too. Like not like for my doctor. Like no, I don't think a doctor ever said those words to me. Oh, my doctor was very clear about it. My doctor was like with estrogen uh, positive breast cancer, women have a better reaction. It's protective for your ovaries if we put your ovaries to sleep for the duration of your cancer treatment. So right. we're going to give you Lupron, which is something that you you get in a lot of these breast cancers, um, prostate cancers. Also, you can get Lupron to like help tamp down the symptoms. And for uh, a lot of the uterine or cervical cancers, um, you don't get Lupron, but it, you have this medically induced menopause situation. But my doctor was like, we want to put your ovaries to sleep. We want to protect them. And this is the best thing to do while you're getting treatment. And I'm like, okay. So treatment was like, you know, the chemo was four months. And then my doctor was like, oh, I want to keep you in medically induced menopause for five to 10 years. And I'm like, shut the fuck up is exactly what I said to her. Right. Like, so obviously that was like a huge part of your discussion. Like that's like like, like 10 times the amount of time you'd ever been on chemo, you know, or whatever. Because at this point I thought that I was going to have kids and I thought that like I had a partner and um, none of that worked out, which, you know, in retrospect is all very, very good. But it was a very um, emotionally fraught situation. But I was, it was all explained to me, like the medically induced menopause and the symptoms and like what they could do to alleviate some of the symptoms. And yeah, that was probably my least favorite part of the process. Yeah. And for me, because I was the only thing that affected my periods was the fact that I was going on Taxol. So that was the Mm. thing that was my chemo and that took it away. I was on an immunotherapy before then and kept getting my period through the immunotherapy treatment. Interestingly, I thought. Yeah, right. Just interesting to note. Are chemo periods, do they smell like chemo? No. (laughs) No, they don't. But your sweat smells like chemo. Immunotherapy doesn't smell like chemo. Oh, I guess that's true. It's a totally different animal. Like, well, no, not totally different. Same effect on my gut, actually, with both Mm. of them, but just different. So much less intense and directed, right, as the name implies. But... So, okay, so yeah, I kept getting my periods, and then, like, they did tell, but I'll, basically what they told me is, like, you might go, I think they probably said medically induced menopause, but briefly. It was right. just, like, you're right. probably going to stop getting your periods around then, and it may come back or it may not. And, you know, at this point, 
I at the age I was versus you too. For right. me, that was like, oh well, you know, I didn't put any eggs on ice. There was no hopes and dreams at that point. You know what right. I mean? Like as I reached into my fifties, so that was just the way it was for me. And um, I, you know, and then like I said, like surprise, surprise, like so I went on chemotherapy. Let's see, in March um, with Taxol, I stopped getting my periods in April. It was like the first month I didn't have a period. And then they came back in October. So you didn't have a period for, what is that? April, May, June, July, August, September, October. It was seven months. Okay. Seven months-ish. You know, six and a half, seven months. And wow, let me tell you, when it came back, it started off like a normal period. Tell me about it going crazy. So, okay. So it started like a normal period and I was like, this will be a week. My period's back and it hurt a lot. It felt like everything was really tight, Yeah, you know, cause it hadn't been used or whatever. But the worst part was that it started to increase in velocity and strength. <laughs> like somewhere in like week and a half of having a period, like, which is a like lot. Like the volume? Yeah, the volume. And so at a certain point, I learned from a doctor that, yes, like, like I, so I'm, I'm going to doctor's appointments, just like a doctor's appointment's not about this. And they're like, how are you? And I'm like, I'm actually re- bleeding really heavily. And then we'd have this awkward cover. They're like, you have your period? And I'm like, I got it back. They're like, that's so good. And I'm like, not really. I'm bleeding on your chair. <laughs> You're right like, now. I'm losing blood. This doctor was a male doctor. I don't even remember. Or a nurse or someone. And he's like, no problem. Just stick two tampons up there, okay? Oh. And I was like, two tampons? I didn't even know. And he's like, you can have babies from there. And I was like, oh my God. Okay. Well, the thing to know about medically induced menopause is that usually when you have menopause, you're like moving through menopause Mm. and you're like going through the process. Yeah. But in medically induced menopause, you were like held in stasis. Yes. You like pause. And so a lot of times everything is just a lot more intense. Yeah. My hot flashes were like, like crazy. And like not being able to sleep and some of the other um, side effects are like memory, joint pain, pain, and uh, it's, it's just, it's not a pleasant experience, but I guess when you wake up from stasis, you come back with a vengeance. I was given Neurontin at a certain point. Okay, I've heard the Neurontin. Yeah, it's really weird. So they give it to you, it's given to people for so many things, first of all. So many things. So many things. I think I was on Neurontin at one point. I think you were. I think you were. It's to help with neuropathy. That's definitely one of the things it's good for. And so the other thing it's good for just sidebars like from cancer with seizures like people who have seizures take it I guess because it's nerves right and then um also if uh, you're going through hot flashes so they prescribe it to a lot of cancer patients and I didn't really read the side effects at that point I was on so many medications and I was just like pills what could they do (laughs) you know I get things in my veins (laughs) like that are really poison and I have no hair who cares what a pill does so I'm at my parents house and they have a long backyard the back that leads to some woods and I often sit out there in the morning with like a coffee or tea and I'll look out there and watch the animals and stuff like that and as I was doing that on my second day in Neurontin I saw these like blurry blurs but they were like moving and so it's like the scene was like getting blurry in sections and like but it was moving across the screen and I was like what and then of course I googled the Neurontin and I was like Oh my God, it's this drug. Oh, it has effects on your eye? Yes, and 
then I started, I'm on Cape Cod, so I'm, like, thinking about all the elderly people who live there, like, driving around on Neurontin, and I'm like, oh, my God, I should not operate a vehicle <laughs> when I'm on Neurontin. But that was one of the things that they gave me to, like, combat the side effects of oh. the medically induced menopause. Well, mine wasn't, I don't know that you would call mine, I guess medically induced menopause can be very intentional like yours, or just a side effect right. like mine. I think right, that's the right. distinction, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, and it's everyone, like, in normal menopause, everyone reacts differently. And in medically induced menopause, you have, like, that additional layer of you're on so many drugs, your body's processing so many drugs. So, like, what is, because I had a hard time figuring out, like, what is the menopause? What is the surgery? The tamoxifen? What's the surgery? What's the radiation side exactly. effects? Like, what is leftover chemo brain? Like, who the hell knows? What I about even... the breakups with boyfriends? Oh my it's god! like, wrap that into it, and you've got a real <laughs> shit for you. <laughs> who knows what's it was, what? It was delicious. It was delicious. Yeah, so big. great. Uh, but yeah, I had, I had this, the hot flashes were the worst for me, hot flashes and night sweats. For a long time, I was sleeping with cold packs, um, an ice pack every night, and um, I did some acupuncture for the hot flashes and I don't know nothing nothing really I mean things helped a little bit like walking and exercising and like the ice packs and peppermint oil to try to trick my body into not hot flashing all the time but the hot it was medically induced menopause was a very unpleasant place for me to be I mean we're talking about this going on for how many years? Six. Six years I was in medically induced menopause. And, like, just honestly feeling like such an old lady. Because I was diagnosed at 33 years old. Oh. And then I'm in menopause. And me and my grandmother are talking about, like, side effects. And, like, I am... It was like I went from 33 to, like, 53. Yeah. Overnight. Or even older. Or really. even older. Because I'm in my 50s and, like, not everyone's, you know what I mean? Like, not yet. It's and like then, 63. Yeah. And then, honestly, even weirder is, like, then stepping back in time and getting my period again. Like, that has been... Shocking. Shocking a little bit. And, like, kind of a mind fuck. Like, just trying to wrap my head around, like, moving forward in time and then my uterus moving back in time, it feels like. It's very emotional. So, I, when I got mine back, I had been waffling about breaking up with my boyfriend. Let's see. He found the lump in my breast. I decide that night, like, I can't be with you. We break up. Then I get diagnosed after we're broken up. We got back together right after my surgery, right, for wow. cancer. Yeah. Then, like, I know things are wrong, like, just several months later. But, mm -hmm. like, at the same time, I don't know if the, like, the cojones to, like, break up with him or something. Yeah. I don't know. It just isn't happening. And you need the support. I don't know. No, no. It, yeah. No, I didn't need his support, actually. That's not true. I didn't need his support. He was, like, he was nice addition, but I didn't need it. He wasn't like driving me anywhere or doing anything like that. Seriously. So anyway, I did not get the gumption to break up with him until the mother of all periods came back. Oh, and I swear it to God. gave you the power. Well, I, you know, I don't know if you've heard about this, but there's whole theories around like when you should do certain business moves or make certain decisions based on your cycle. And apparently, from what I understand, the time that you should make decisions is like right before and right at the beginning of your period. Because they're just like, you see everything. And that's one of the reasons, like theoretically, that things get so bad because you're seeing everything really friggin' clearly. And you bathe everything 
in blood. It's you just have no time for that. You know, you have no time for the BS. So I think I broke I broke up with him like right when the period starts. Like I lost my voice. Funny. I decided to break up with him, got my period like all at once. It just happened. And it was just like, okay, let's go. And I, yeah, so it, like definitely like the hormones were shifting, you know, and that's, that's a big thing. And besides like just all the blood. So my period went on for a month. A month? I got anemia. That is out of control. I need an iron infusion. So yes. (laughs) So like, how do you deal with a period that lasts for a month? You're just always, you just have to be really careful and always bring pads and tampons with you. And that's, like, I complain about how much pads and tampons cost. And, like, you're spending a lot of money on pads and tampons. Definitely are. I mean, also, it's just, like, I swear to God, like, a period that goes on for a month, you start to wonder if something else. So, you know, I had to go see the doctor at a certain point, And they're like, no, this just happens with people who get their periods back. And I'm like, oh, my God. So it's, like, after having a kid, having a period, kind of. I don't know. I don't know if that happens. Well, like, after you have a child, you have a long period. There you go. Then I guess it's like, I think it's just that a lot of stuff builds up there, like, that doesn't come out over time. And then all of a sudden it comes back and it's like, ah. And (laughs) I don't know. I might have already been anemic, too. Oh, well, this is very important information, actually. My periods were getting, like, normally shorter, as women's periods sometimes tend to do when you're approaching menopause. They were in from, like, five-day periods back in the day to more like three day periods sometimes even a two and a half day period Mm. grand and a little bit on the light side you know I didn't have to go through like a huge box of tampons every month okay well after my period came back that is my reality now I've had very long periods Uh, going seven days not out of the norm it happens every month like clockwork because I'm tracking this all now because I am going into perimenopause with my age you just and but I'm tracking all my hormones. Like I'm like, it has, you know, as someone who's a cancer survivor, I guess you're just very good at the medical system at a certain point right. too. But you also just kind of really realize like, wow, I've been in this and out of this. And I, I now have a menopause doctor who's amazing. Like who did all of these tests on me and everything, because I do bleed too much. I have discovered I, need to, I have pernicious anemia. I need to get B12 shots for it. Um, so like, I don't know if that, no one knows if that was a side effect of the cancer treatment yeah, or if it was already there and the cancer treatment may have sped up the progress of my pernicious anemia or I just bled out too much at a certain point. But I do think it's just a public service announcement. Really important to like, if you do get your period back after medically induced menopause get some blood work done after a few cycles after a few unless it feels great and you feel great but I mean then you should tell us what your secret is Uh, (laughs) yeah tweet at us please I just drink celery juice great (laughs) (laughs) but yeah anyway that's my advice Uh, um I love it I should have listened to you when you told me that the period was going to be bad but like okay so I came off Lupron like a year ago and at my last medical oncology appointment, like they wanted to give me the last shot of Lupron, which I was like, no, because uh, I had been on Lupron for five years mm. and another shot 
would have been another three months. So it would have been five years and three months. Anyway, my medical oncologist uh, PA was like, well, I don't agree with your math, blah, 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 blah. Anyway, so I refused my last Lupron. And I expected to get my period back in like three months or something. Yeah, I remember you being like, it could happen any day now. It could happen any day now. And maybe my ovaries, I'm feeling something. And like, as time went on, I was like, oh, I guess I'm just not getting my period back. Maybe that's the end of the story. That's the end of the story. I mean, my grandmother had menopause when she was like 24 and ended up, yeah, she had two children and then she had menopause at 24. This was like in what, 1950? How odd. I know. And then she ended up adopting two kids. So like, so like this wouldn't be unheard of in my family. Right. And I was like, okay, well, I guess I'm just never getting my period back. And then, welcome back. Like four days ago. I was like, what is happening? Um, and then the floodgates opened. And <laughs> the funny thing is, okay, so like, I mean, I remember those like awkward uh, middle school days. Yes. Like I had so many instances of <laughs> one time at a math at a mathlete competition, uh, I bled through. I was, oh my god, I was probably like 14 years old and I like had to tie a sweater around my waist. Yeah. And that was super awkward. Or one time when I was like 18 and I was walking into work and one of the customers was like, hey, you have period blood on the back of your pants. And I'm like, shit. Um, so like, I remember those awkward days and I thought that those awkward days were behind me. Mm-hmm. And then, like, three days ago, like... <laughs> You're bleeding through your super tight. I bled through three outfits, three, uh, one dress. I was like, fuck it, I can't even, I'm just throwing it away. Wow. Like, I'm just throwing it away. I'm just throwing it away, I can't even deal with it. I, like, yeah. had to carry around a pillow so that I didn't leak blood everywhere. And, like, the pad and the tampon situation and, like, changing, like, super plus tampons, like, every 45 minutes. It's, like, out of control. And it wasn't, like, the the dark blood. This is, like, red, like, arterial (laughs) blood. Anyway, um, so I thought I was dying for, like, a couple of days. It was fine. (laughs) But uh, I'm not dead yet. So... Uh, I guess I'm still here, but I'm like, you know, four days into this, uh, maybe month long period. <laughs> yeah, I don't think it's going to be the <laughs> oh same God, as me. Necessarily. Be... I don't think they all last a month. I'm oh just sharing. God, That's what happened like with six me. Six years, six years. I have six years of like, I don't know. Do you goop you, but no, no, you don't. That's not the way to look at it. I know. Because you, you, you've got to look at it like it started like probably rebuilding three months ago. Or something. Do you know what I mean? Like something yeah. reasonable. It's probably like filling a pitcher and the pitcher hits a certain point and then it overflows and you have your period, right? So that's a very <laughs> unmedical <laughs> reasoning of it. So I don't think it's been sitting in there like dunk for six years. Or it would be oily, I know, I know. dark. But it does feel it does feel like a cleansing. And honestly, like I had such a hard time with like the memory stuff. 
from chemo and from menopause because uh, both things make you super forgetful. And I yeah. hate being forgetful. Um, and the joint pain. And, like, it's so hard to know because, like, maybe my joint pain is getting better because I'm, like, in a better exercise Yeah, you program. never know. It's very difficult to know. You're taking a better vitamin. Taking better vitamins. So, yeah. like, it's been, like, really nice to come back into this place where I have a period again, but also, also, what a pain in the ass the whole thing is. It really is. It really is! It really is. I can't even. And just remember, like, you may be on, like, the heavier period train now. Uh, yeah. You don't know. And maybe not. The thing is, before, okay, so... I didn't have a period for six years, but then before that, I was like on loestrin, which right. was a which was a hormone um, birth control, which right. I can't be on now. Right. I'm on like a copper IUD or whatever. The birth control that I was on for five for ten years before I got cancer was you know, made my periods lighter and manageable and whatever. Mm. But I, uh, this last week, as I've been on my, like, unfettered period, I'm, like, remembering how I had to call my sister to pick me up from high school because my, I hurt so badly on my period. Yeah. And bleeding through everything and just, like, the pain of the whole thing. So, um, this has been a fun, like, blast from the past with my uterus, me and my uterus traveling back in time. Yeah, well, it's like, (laughs) you know, like, better that you get it. You know what I mean? Because, like, just instead of whatever, it's just, like, being in that whirlpool of, like, menopause is just no, that's no way to live. No. And you do it if you have to. Well, now I get to have menopause two times. Well, so me too. am I going to be better at it the second time? I don't know. I, I think I will be for it. I do, because I have more tips and tricks. So speaking of tips and tricks, what Ooh. are our protocols? Okay, so I have a protocol. Like, take a lot of showers mm. and have a pad and a tampon, because it took me, like, a day to remember the, like... Combo, combo is how you combat everything. Also, two tampons. Oh my god, two tampons. I don't know if I can do two tampons. That sounds crazy. What yeah, about, but so is the blood. What about toxic shock syndrome? But if you have to get on a train or something, what about bleeding all over the train? Oh my god, so many. I've you gotta put so two many. tampons up there. So, <laughs> you, like the doctor said to me, it was a young Asian male. I do not know, remember which doctor it was. And he was like, he looked at me like I was an idiot. He's like, babies come out of there. And I was like, oh! <laughs> <laughs> it's just like such a such a. So my also on this note too, do not wear white pants. Don't go swimming where there's sharks. <laughs> Serious? Do not. Do not. This is not your time. You know what? It's not your time. Uh, it is not your time. And I'm trying to myself like be grateful for this opportunity that I have to like to experience this again. And I'm trying to have gratitude instead of like annoyance. Yeah, like it's it's the combo. It's always been the combo with a period, right? Always been the combo. Like it's never an easy relationship. Like we want to be fertile, but we don't want to have our periods. Well, that's not, you know, the way it goes. 
Yeah. So anyway, yeah. All right. Well, listen, I liked our six month check in. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. I'll see you in another six months. Sounds great. <laughs> Sounds like a plan. Unless something more interesting happens. <laughs> right. Well, thanks. All Mary. right. Thanks, Cancer. Thanks, Cancer. That was our episode. Thanks for listening to Thanks, Cancer. If you guys enjoyed this episode, we'd love it if you would give us a review on iTunes or Google Play. And you can find us on Instagram or Twitter or Facebook at Thanks, Cancer. And please, we'd love to hear from you, your stories, your protocols, exactly advice that you have to share with the community. So send us your audio files at info at thanksCancer.com. Well, the traffic stopped you lay on the horn and you ask yourself, where is my cancer unicorn? But we're at the gate with your cancer card. We're your passport date. Cause Thanks, cancer. Victories in the dark. <laughs>